For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to go inside the film room with veteran scout and coach Chris Landry and Scott Seidenberg breaking down college football from a different angle. It's the College Football Film Room Podcast. Welcome inside the College Football Film Room alongside veteran scout coach and consultant Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com. I'm Scott Seidenberg and plenty to talk about in the college football world, Chris. With signing day next week, we have to react to the Senior Bowl and, and plenty of assistant coaching news that has been breaking seems every day, but be remiss if we didn't mention Kobe Bryant at the start of this show. Uh, the tragic incident that occurred this past weekend where we lost not only Kobe Bryant and his beautiful 13 year old daughter, but seven other people, including children in the horrific uh, helicopter accident that occurred outside Los Angeles on Sunday. Kobe was somebody who trans, you know, he, he went beyond the sports world, Chris. It wasn't just about the basketball world or basketball fans that are mourning him. You can go up and down any football roster and talk to guys, and they all have some sort of attachment to Kobe. He was just this larger-than-life figure, and it really is something that you can't prepare for. It's something that takes you, it catches you off guard. And unfortunately, it, it's a reminder, and sometimes it takes events like this to remind us to, to live life and to not let things get too far ahead of us or, or behind us and not take things for granted because no one is guaranteed tomorrow. And the sports world certainly is mourning the death of Kobe Bryant and his legacy is going to live on forever, not just in the minds and hearts of sports fans, but I think a lot of people around the world that he and his story touched. Yeah, we are, are not guaranteed tomorrow. It, um, it was it was tough. It was like most people shocking that you have a hard time processing it. And for me, the thing that just hit me in a um, a crushing way was to find out that his daughter was there. And then at the time, not knowing early, it was five people, and then we found out there were nine. And you know, they were, they were other children and, um, as tough as it is and 41 is too young of an age to lose Kobe. It is way too young to lose a 13 year old. Mm -hmm. Um, that's the toughest thing for me to take as, um, you know, I don't know, as you get older, you, you, I don't know, maybe it's more of a touch with your mortality and, and, and just an appreciation for life and, appreciation for the the youth in what they bring and the promise and it's it's beyond heartbreaking to lose someone uh and to lose in particular youngsters that um just haven't even started their life and i i the whole day it was not one moment that i think about Kobe Bryant, the basketball player, I thought the entire time was about Kobe, the dad, Kobe, the husband, Kobe, 
the son, the friend, the the uncle, you know, the the person that we lost, mm-hmm. and the child that he went down with. Just just those are the things that that just really um, made me ache, and still does. And so many people are feeling it, reacting to it, and it is it is very difficult. Uh, it's certainly something that is. Uh, it does make you stop and think. It does make you realize that this happens every day. There are people that lose loved ones every day in a in an accident. We have people in the military that some don't come back. People deal with this traumatic tragedy every day. We are immune to it because we don't know it. We can't put a face on it. In this case, we can because we all know who he is and we all feel like we know him, even though we don't, I don't, have never met him. Um, but he's touched a whole lot of people. And I, I know that that people in football, Belichick, Saban, for example, both have had him talk to their teams. And they say universally, you know, when you have people come in to talk to players, you know, normally it's kind of, oh, boy, we got to hear when Kobe came in, it was like, you know, everybody's just like getting out of their seats on the edge of their seats. Cause it's Kobe Bryant. Who doesn't know Kobe Bryant? Who mm-hmm. doesn't idolize Kobe Bryant? Who doesn't look up to Kobe Bryant, whether you're a Laker fan or not a basketball, basketball fan or not. Um, it, 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 it struck me because I never, you never think about this as how much he did have an impact on the world to where, the whole news cycle, the whole day, and you know it because you were, uh, as I understand it, live on radio for two yep. hours and had to react to it. The whole world stopped, not sports world, the whole world stopped. So here's what it you want to think about. You want to think about how big it is, Chris. The Super Bowl has almost become an afterthought for at least yeah at least the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure as we go throughout the week, we're going to get more into the big game, obviously, but for the, you know, Super Bowl opening night was on Monday night, the, you know, media night. I didn't even watch. I had no, no, I didn't even remember, you know, it just, he made it, this, this thing, this, this tragedy made the Super Bowl an afterthought. Well, it, 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 um, the fact that it's basically paused the entire world yeah. That, uh, it, uh, again, is not something that I choose to think about because you don't want to think about, you know, but we had things happen. Gosh, I can remember when Princess Diana passed. Mm-hmm. I was, we were preparing. I was with the Titans and we're actually in Memphis to play a game. It was kind of like that. I, I, um, you know, I probably wasn't in the social, which certainly wasn't the social media that cycle that we have today. And, I know we've had, uh, I'm not a music person, but certainly know the effects of a Michael Jackson or a Prince or a Whitney Houston. Those had kind of a, you know, stop the everything stop kind of, but I don't know that any quite reached to the level that it is with Kobe. And um, to the point of, you know, my sister, who I can tell you didn't know who Kobe Bryant was. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the sports is not, I mean, she's not quite sure there's a Super Bowl this weekend. I mean, she's just not a not a sports person. But you, if you did not and are not of that ilk, you're going to know about it because 
on your local news, on your national news, on your sports, on anything that you watch, that's going to be what they're talking about and what they were and have been talking about. So it is, um, it's certainly been tough and, and one that kind of makes you realize, as you said, that uh, we're not guaranteed tomorrow and uh, we need to be more appreciative of what we do have and not take for granted uh, that, um, that we're going to have tomorrow to celebrate the ones that we love because it, uh, it, it, it we all have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. We just don't know when, where, and how. And uh, this is a perfect example of it that um, that's just hard to, hard to put your brain around and, and uh, your emotions around. Well, let's get into uh, something that we both love doing, and that is talking college football, Chris. And uh, there are some news in the coaching ranks this week. Assistant coaches being hired, including one former Sooner running back star and DeMarco Murray, who is returning to his alma mater as a running backs coach. Uh, has DeMarco Murray's name been been mentioned in coaching ranks? Do, do you see him as somebody that's trying to get into the coaching world or has already been in the coaching world? And and could you see him, you know, climbing up and and being a good fit in this role. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously we, you know, he got his first job, but uh, you know, he, I think he started did some broadcasting work. Then he got a chance there in, in Arizona and then um, it's a good opportunity for him to kind of get involved. And uh, you know, it makes sense that he'd want to get back home and the fact that they had an opening and were interested, it's great for him. He's still learning. I think he certainly got the impact that he has the natural skills to be a good recruiter and, Certainly he has an understanding of the position. And, you know, I think we'll, the, the whole key is I tell all these guys that like to get into it is, look, you may like football, you may want to do it, but, but you, you better be the type that you pretty much can't be without it. Because if, if, if you are, you're going to have to spend a whole lot of time. And a lot of time guys that come from a background where they played, maybe made a lot of money, they, they want to coach, but they don't really enjoy coaching as much, the commitment that it takes. It appears that he does. I hope he does. And uh, obviously doing it where he's from is certainly something that I know that he's pretty excited about. How about uh, some other coaching news? Bo Pelini is uh, is getting another job. He is going to be the defensive coordinator at the defending national champion LSU. Yeah, going back to LSU, of course, he was the defensive coordinator for LSU when they won the national title the last time uh, on Les Miles' staff. He ended up going to get the head job at Nebraska off of that and then, of course, uh, ended up going back home to Youngstown. Uh, Bo's going to be an interesting hire, certainly an aggressive, uh, high-energy coach. And uh, the, the key there, there were a couple of people on the staff, mainly Corey Raymond, who's a great young guy that I coached when I was there at LSU is a, he coaches the corners and he coached with both. So he kind of vouched for him. And, you know, ironically, you know, Ed Orgeron does not know ball. He knows of him, uh-huh. knows him by reputation, but really kind of relied upon people, a few of them in the operation that knew ball from when Bo was there the first time. So um, that certainly helped and very curious to see how the personality will make up because he's completely opposite personality wise from Dave Aranda, who is now the new head coach at Baylor. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, more coaching news. Rocky Long is going to be the new defensive coordinator at New Mexico. How did this come about? Well, you know, Rocky wanted to step aside, and the situation at San Diego State was looking to go to a few spots. Um, had an opportunity, I think, to go to Syracuse, a couple of other places. But I think being kind of in that part of the country made some sense. Rocky's a lifer. He's a coach. Um, he's a good coach. I think he's done a good job as a head coach. He is a tremendous, brings tremendous value as a defensive coordinator that can be like a head coach that doesn't want the spotlight but can help the the current head coach out. That's a really good move for them. So it's a geographic move that made sense for him personally. He's kind of at that retirement age, but again, he's got football in his blood, still got a lot to offer. So I'm thrilled that he's going to continue to coach um, with the Lobos. How about, um, you know, one program I was kind of interested in, in in seeing is uh, Texas, who got two new coordinators, right? They got a couple of established guys, too. New defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator, and, you know, they got they have a team that's ready to compete right now. Do these additions, Chris Ash, Mike Yurkic, do they, um, they, they, they boost them towards possibly competing for a Big 12 title? Both of those guys are really good coaches. Chris Ash, of course, um, he's got a, a background in being a very good coordinator and obviously didn't work out as the head coach for him in his situation records, but he's successful in the big time program that obviously some same place that Tom Herman was as an assistant in Ohio state, uh, <clears throat> back a few years ago. So good coach. Mike Yersich is a really bright coach. That's worked his way, way up the ladder. Uh, it's been good. It's been around some good folks and been around the conference, obviously, Oklahoma State uh, pretty recently. So I like it. I mean, listen, of course, they like Todd Orlando and that fit, and that didn't work out. Todd's now at USC. Um, look, I, there's when there's underachieving, and there definitely was the case at Texas this year, there is a sense of obviously you've got to make changes on the staff. And starting to to feel a little bit of pressure is Tom Herman. So I like both of these guys. The issue is there's always a transition and there's never any patience, Scott. So it's, it's going to be imperative that they show some positive signs, but I think both of these guys are very talented. Yeah. Um, and you have a quarterback in Sam Ellinger that's ready to compete for Heisman trophy and a national championship. So mm-hmm. You know, you got, there is no patience. You got to get this thing going right away there. Uh, what other coordinator news, uh, assistant coaching news has stood out to you this past week? Well, you know, obviously um, getting the official word that aforementioned Todd Orlando, who is, yeah. as we go through the cycle, he was the guy that was let go at um, at Texas. He ends up as they had a long search at USC to replace Clancy Pendergast. He's going to be the new defense coordinator, three-year deal for him. Obviously, Graham Harrell, <clears throat> pardon me, after talking with the folks with the Eagles and uh, deciding not to go in that direction, um, they, you know, they've got finally got their two coordinators at USC. Uh, recruiting still continues to be the biggest problem. Been a little bit of a switchover, uh, a little conference-on-conference crime. Alabama getting uh, one of Ole Miss's assistants. Penn State uh, they, getting they, uh, uh, Minnesota. Uh, they 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 stole from Minnesota yeah, a couple of weeks ago so, yeah. in Tennessee. Bringing in Texas A&M running back coach Jay Graham, former Vol. They're bringing him back. Uh, so uh, there's some some you know some assistant coaching movements that are 
really uh, kind of starting to settle down a little bit, but you're seeing a few of those moves that may be uh, just a little bit lateral, a little bit uh, sl- slightly upward movement, but you're seeing a lot of that. And I think you're going to see a little bit more of that uh, happen in about another week when we put the February signing day to bed, because there's some people that want to finish out the recruiting class and make sure that the relationships are not broken to finish out recruiting. And then there's some assessment then before spring practice about maybe making a change. So I don't think we're going to see like a massive amount of changes, but don't be surprised if there's a couple of more changes at a place like at Alabama that can go out and maybe get somebody that's established somewhere else. And that could, you know, bring a little bit of a domino effect with, okay, now somebody has to replace this guy and that guy. So we're going to see another little wave here in about a week, week and a half. If you love football and have a heartbeat, then you clearly know what's coming. It's the big game, the Super Bowl. So you want to make a bet on it? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. Whether you're choosing the winner or making a side bet with a friend, mybookie offers you the most up-to-date odds and a site that makes extra cash easy and fast you can even visit mybookie.ag slash party to access a printable prop sheet for the big game and if football is not your jam don't worry because my bookie's got it all from the nba to soccer and more if you join right now my bookie's going to match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars it's simple you put in two thousand, you're gonna get an extra one thousand in money to play with. All you gotta do is use our promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Play, win, get paid. Well, you mentioned signing days coming up. Uh, most of the top recruits have already signed during the early signing period, but there are a couple of names that remain undecided, and will will come to their decisions next week. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you got the kid from the, the safety Avante Williams um, from Florida. And, but I think the biggest name that people are talking about is the running back, Zachary Evans, a uh, kid from Houston who is un, undecided right now, but is probably the top recruit that's still left, uh, the highest ranked recruit, I should say, on the board that is left uh, without a signed commit right now. Yeah, and there are a number of guys that, you know, like I think Avante Williams is going to end up going to Florida. And um, I think there, there are other guys that have a pretty good feel it's going to be this or that. I don't know what Zach Evans is going to do. I'm not sure Zach knows what he's going to do. It has been a whirlwind. Uh, this young man signed his national letter of intent in December, mm-hmm. Georgia. Uh, he's had some off the field issues, was sent home uh, in the uh, Texas State uh, High School Championships. <laughs> You're sent home for the state championship game by your high school coach. He's had a lot of issues. Not sure he's a bad kid. I don't want to say that. I don't know him personally, but there's enough there that's you know a little bit concerning as to what you're getting. Is it just a maturity issue? Is it something that's going to continue to be a problem? Nonetheless, he's so talented that others are very very interested. He is, uh, you know, uh, Texas A&M. Many consider the favorite. He's took a recent visit to Florida, took a visit to Tennessee, Ole Miss, um, mm-hmm. LSU, and there's some people think he's going to end up back at Georgia. 
Uh, and then, <laughs> and then now he's got a visit scheduled this coming weekend for USC. This is going to be interesting, and we're going to keep you up to date on it, LandryFootball.com, because I'm curious to see if he takes that visit or if he doesn't. I think we're going to know this weekend kind of where it's headed. If he takes that visit, it, it'll tell us something. If he doesn't, probably tells us that, um, you know, maybe he's going to end up back at Georgia. So I don't know. I'm not going to be surprised. He's going to surprise you. I'm not so sure that when it comes February 5th that we're still going to know. I think this is one of those guys that you're not going to believe he's going to be there until he shows up. But a couple of other guys that I want folks to keep an eye out on. There is a great talent, the best since Jadavian Clowney coming out of these parts in South Carolina. But the Columbia Hammond High School, Jordan Birch, 6'5", 260, big-time edge rusher, playmaker that I think is going to just get bigger and bigger and grow into an elite tackle. He is committed to South Carolina, but look out for LSU. They've made a lot of inroads, and it looks like, as we're taping this, that he's going to end up being an LSU Tiger. Let's keep an eye out on that. We'll give you an update on next week's show. You mentioned Avante Williams. I th- he's the outstanding defensive back from Florida. I think he's going to go to Florida. Broderick Jones. That's uh, who I want to talk about yeah, because the late, he, he took a bunch of visits this week, and he actually had tweeted something or posted something about his visit to Georgia. So every he, he had a soft commit to Georgia, and and – a lot of people are speculating because of this official visit that it might have solidified his commitment to Georgia. Is that what's going on here? Well, here's the thing about it. As we're getting into the last visit weekend, and it's Super Bowl weekend, and some people have on, on campuses, uh, they will have kind of Super Bowl parties where, you know, they'll that it's the last visit weekend. So you want to get these players in on the last – you want to have the last shot at them. Yeah. Uh, and so – you know, whether it's Birch or, you know, like South Carolina trying to make a run at him this weekend, that's key. So it's usually kind of the last place they go. It's usually where they end up. I think it's going to come down to Georgia Auburn. I think Georgia wins out for Jones personally. I think um, you always look at that when it's that close and you've got somebody that you're, it's, uh, that you're looking at school wise, it's pretty close that usually matters. And of course, George Auburn, it's right there. So those guys are interesting. It looks like um, the McKinley Jackson kid from Loosedale, Mississippi. I think that's probably going to, going to go to, um, he's probably going to go to Alabama. I shot Clayton from new Orleans, Warren Eastern high school. Looks like that the Mel Tucker is going to hold on to him at Colorado. We're going to see uh, Damon Clowney, um, cousin of Jadavian Clowney. We just yep. talked about the comparison. He looks like he's going to go to Ole Miss. He's committed to him. It looks like that's going to be the case. So we've got a bunch of others. Um, we've got it up on LandryFootball.com. Uh, a few things uh, that, that uh, if I could mention. The top 300 players, we got the profiles on them, where they've signed or committed, and then obviously where they're leaning if they haven't committed. And then we've kind of broken down the highest-graded players that are uncommitted, and we got the, the 20, 25 or so guys and kind of where they're likely going to go. So we're going to keep you up to date on that and in our notebooks daily as, as it comes down to cases here where some of these guys end up. Um, and some classes are pretty much done. I know Clemson is pretty much done in, in our notebooks this past week. It's about they got recently three big-time commitments over the past week, the class of 2021. They're already mm-hmm. uh, wrapping that up. And um, 
got one of the better one of the better receivers in the country they got committed that it was amazing to me and that you know they basically and it's early but they beat out five other big time schools Clemson did for a kid from Bellflower California USC wasn't even on the list wow well, you know, look, they have a nice season. Things can change, you know. And then maybe they get they start getting on these kids' lists instead of, uh, you know, the, instead of not being on them when you, they expect to be with people in their own backyard. Uh, I want to get into the Senior Bowl, Chris. You spent some time in Mobile last week. Justin Herbert named your MVP. I tweeted out something funny. I said, I can pretty much guarantee that for the fourth straight year, the New York Giants will not draft the Senior Bowl MVP because I don't think they're going to take Justin Herbert. Uh, What did you make of his performance? And besides him, who else stood out to you throughout the week of practices? Well, let's start with Justin, because I thought he had a great week. And not only, Allie, threw the ball. No, he really picked things up and was very impressive. Um, Coaches there loved working with him. I got to tell you, um, this is going to be interesting. Uh, I I think, again, we're going to have three quarterbacks go – in the top half dozen picks. I mean, think about it right now. We know I think Joe Burrow at one. We know the Redskins have their quarterback. You mentioned the Giants have theirs, but you've got I don't it doesn't sound like the Lions have an appetite for a quarterback, meaning they're gonna you're gonna continue to go with with um with with Matthew Stafford. But but, but got Matt Patricia was there all week yeah, working well, with these they kids. they work with them. So no, my point is, is you know, I I wouldn't rule him out at three, and you've got the Dolphins at five, the Chargers at six, and the Panthers at seven. There is no way. I'm telling you, there's no way that there's not three quarterbacks taken in that top seven because I do mm-hmm. think, again, I'm going to make some assumptions medically that the Tua, uh, but I think somebody's going to take Justin Herbert pretty high, and with the with Three teams definitely needing them. Well, four, because I've already kind of put the Bengals in. But so let's just make four teams, three quarter. I I, I think that's going to be a, a definite. And I would not rule out Detroit it, considering it. And certainly you're going to see maybe some teams that might be willing to move. That might be interesting to see. Uh, the sweet spot could be two with the Redskins. Maybe the Giants at four. Um We have plenty of time for that, but in essence, their quarterbacks are going to be in play. Other guys that really stood out. You know, I like talking about different type guys and maybe some guys our listeners are not as familiar with. So I really focus a lot um, because I, I don't watch as much film on them during the season. I will now on the smaller college guys. Uh, and I, I, there's some guys I want to mention. Lenore Ryan has a safety, Kyle Duggar, that is really good. He's 6'1". He's very athletic. I think he's going to be a really good nickel. I think he could go as high as the second round. Um, I think he'll be a nickel, could end up being a, a, a permanent safety for you. Like this kid. Thought this kid's really good. St. John's offensive tackle, and that is St. John's, Minnesota, folks, Division Three. Ben Barch is really impressive. I liked his footwork and his hand usage. He's the best Division Three guy since Ali Marpet came out a few years ago with the Bucs. Uh, Dayton has a tight end, Adam Troutman. Very good athleticism. Like his chances of making it. Uh, just other guys that that were impressive. I thought LaMichael Perrine really yeah. ran well yep. from Florida. I thought K.J. Hill of Ohio State 
kind of really hurt, helped himself a lot. I thought Josh Yushi of, uh, of Michigan. Boy, he can rush the passer with his hands down, his hands up. Um, uh, Denzel Mims was the best receiver at Mobile. Uh, he's unbelievable. I mean, he's great off press coverage. He can separate. He's tremendously athletic. Um, Darnay Holmes was good at corner. And Javon Kinlaw. Boy, I tell you, I talk been talking about him for two years. Really, we're talking about him all on LandryFootball.com last summer. This kid was good all year at South Carolina. I know their season one is good. I'm not so sure that he may not end up higher on some people's draft board than Derek Brown. And Derek Brown's a top six, eight player in this draft from Auburn. Kinlaw is just unbelievable. Great technician, great hand usage, just an unbelievable first step. Uh, we got some impact guys in this draft. And I thought, you know, um, other guys that that maybe – I thought Josh Jones from Houston was the best offensive lineman. Uh, I thought Terrell Lewis is the best linebacker, uh, outside backer. Um, so, it was a good week. Those are some of the guys. By the way, again, a cheap plug again, got the breakdown not only of who helped themselves the most and, and why, but I've got a complete recap, player by player. Every player at the Senior Bowl got a complete scouting report on every single one of them, so you can check it out at LandryFootball.com. Time permits going over every one, of course, but that gives you an idea. Jalen Hurts, look, a lot of people talk about love the competitiveness, competitiveness love the leadership. I think – He's the type of guy that you want to have on your team. I think he needs to embrace the versatile role. I don't see him as a starting NFL caliber quarterback. I think he's, uh, you know, in terms of a in the pocket, he didn't have great pocket presence, slow release. To me, he's more of a swing guy that you can play at quarterback but can do other things. And I think being an ultimate team guy, he's willing to do it. Um, he's going to have to prove more that he can catch it and do things. Look, people have made the Taysom Hill comparison. He's not as fast as Taysom Hill of the Saints, but he's a bigger version of that. I don't know that he wouldn't be a great fit for somebody like the Baltimore Ravens behind Lamar Jackson. You know, he's not as good a, a quarterback as Lamar. He can't throw it as well, but certainly can do some of those things and can be really effective. I think he's got a role in the league. I think you need he needs to embrace it and embrace the fact that, look, I, I can get better as a quarterback, but while doing that, I'm going to need to earn a paycheck by doing other things. I think if he can do that, I think it's going to be a win for somebody at some point in this draft. Not high, but I think somewhere maybe, I think third round would, would we, I would not take him any higher than that. Some might, though. You mentioned all the great things you have up on LandryFootball.com. Is the, uh, the holiday sale still active? We yes, actually, what we did, we we up that we we figure I always look at it ways to get it better. So we figured the holiday season, I don't know, maybe the holiday season debate it's over or not. It's, we got a scouting season sale. So here's what I did. I said, look, the the football season officially ends with the Super Bowl this weekend. So it's officially what it's got its scouting season. It's recruiting. That's right. It's free agency. <laughs> it's the draft. You know what? What a better what better time to get people involved with the LandryFootball.com, to understand what we do. Yeah, we break down the game film during the season to prepare you for the games. Now I am working, as we speak, on NFL free agent boards, NFL free agent scouting reports, 
NFL draft boards. And we're going to talk about it here on this college show as well. Draft stuff and how we got it all covered for you in our notebooks and our draft boards. So take advantage of our scouting season offer, the best percentage offer that uh, offer we've ever had. So go there. All you got to do, it's on the, on the website, click on it. And that'll get you there. Take advantage of it today. You won't regret it. Um, outstanding opportunity. It's like having your own scouting department uh, at your disposal for less than a magazine subscription. And be sure to follow Chris on Twitter at Landry Football for the latest breaking news and analysis. And we will be back next week with another edition of the College Football Film Room, where you make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast from, because next week is signing day. We'll be recapping it all. Chris, until then, enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. Hey, you do the same, buddy. And for Super Bowl analysis, be sure to head to our Pro Football Film Room podcast, also available wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.